0: wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com It's only a kick A jump A block It's only a serve It's only a tackle A run It's only for the fans After all, it's only pressure. You got this Adidas This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2309, Eating for Endurance, by Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, happy Saturday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or OHD, where I act as your narrator of popular health and fitness blogs and provide my commentary at the end. And don't forget, we have a bunch of shows covering different topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in your podcast app to find them. But for now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Eating for Endurance by Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com What's the best way to fuel for the Boston Marathon? Should I eat a high-fat diet to train my body to burn more fat and less glucose? What percent of calories should come from carbohydrate? What about protein? What about fat? When it comes to eating for endurance, today's athletes are confronted with two opposing views. One, eat a traditional carbohydrate-based sports diet, or two, eat a fat-based diet that severely limits carbohydrate intake. What should an eager marathoner, Ironman triathlete, or other endurance athlete eat to perform better? Here's what you wanna know about eating for endurance. Based on the Joint Position Statement on Nutrition for Athletic Performance, from the American College of Sports Medicine, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and Dietitians of Canada. 1. Eat enough calories. Most athletes need about 21 calories per pound of lean body mass. So that's about 45 calories per kilogram. That means if you weigh 150 pounds and have 10% body fat, your lean body mass is 135 pounds, and that means you require about 2800 calories a day. That said, Energy needs vary from person to person depending on how fidgety you are, how much you sit in front of a computer, how much muscle you have, and so on. That means your body actually your best calorie counter, more accurate than any formula or app. If you eat intuitively, that is, you eat when you feel hunger and stop when you feel content, you are likely eating enough. If you find yourself stopping eating just because you think you should, if you're feeling hungry all the time and are losing weight, you want to eat larger portions. Underfueling is a needless way to hurt your performance. If you can't tell when food is enough, wait 10 to 20 minutes after eating and then mindfully ask yourself, does my body need more fuel? Athletes who routinely stop eating just because they finished their packet of oatmeal or other pre-portioned allotment can be easily underfueled. Even dieting athletes want to surround their workouts with fuel. Their plan should be to eat enough during the day to fuel up and refuel from workouts and then eat just a little bit less at the end of the day to lose weight when they're sleeping. Two, eat enough carbohydrates. According to the position statement on nutrition for athletic performance, the optimal amount of carbohydrate on a day with one hour of training is five to seven grams of carbohydrate per kilogram body weight. On high volume days, you need about 6 to 12 grams of carbohydrate per kilogram body weight. So for a 150-pound or 68-kilogram athlete, this comes to about 350 to 800 grams of carbs a day, the equivalent of about 1 to 2 boxes of uncooked pasta, which would be about 1,400 to 3,200 calories. That's more than many of today's carbophobic athletes consume. You want to make grains the foundation of each meal. Choose more oatmeal for breakfast, more sandwiches at lunch, and more rice at dinner to get three times more calories from carbs than from protein. Otherwise, you set the stage for needless fatigue. Three, eat adequate but not excess protein. Protein needs for athletes range from 1.4 grams of protein per kilogram body weight for mature athletes to two grams of protein per kilogram body weight for athletes building muscle or dieting to lose fat. So for an athlete that weighs 150 pounds or 68 kilograms, protein needs come to about 95 to 135 grams of protein per day, or 25 to 35 grams of protein four times a day. That means three eggs at breakfast with the bowl of oatmeal, a hearty sandwich at lunch, portion of lean meat, fish, chicken at dinner, and cottage cheese with fruit for an afternoon or bedtime snack. For vegetarians, generous servings of beans, hummus, nuts, and tofu at every meal can do the job. A light sprinkling of beans on a lunchtime salad will not. By consuming protein every three to five hours, you will optimize muscle building and deter muscle breakdown. 4. Fill in the calorie gap with fat. Include in each meal and snack some health-promoting anti-inflammatory fat like nuts, salmon, peanut butter, avocado, olive oil, and so on. Fat adds flavor, offers satiety, and is a source of fuel for endurance exercise. Training your muscles to burn more fat for fuel happens when you do long, steady fat burning exercise. By burning more fat, you burn less of the limited carbohydrate or muscle glycogen or blood glucose stores. You will have greater endurance and avoid or delay hitting the wall. A tougher way to train your body to burn more fat is to severely limit your carbohydrate intake and push your fat intake. To 70% of your calories. That could be 1,800 calories or about 185 grams of fat per day. This very high fat diet produces ketones and forces the body to burn ketones for fuel. Keto athletes endure a tough three to four week adaptation period as their bodies transition to burning fat, not glucose, for fuel. While some keto athletes rave about how great they feel when in ketosis, the sports nutrition literature to date reports. Little or no performance benefits from a ketogenic sports diet. It might nix sugar binges, but it's unlikely to make you a better athlete. 5. Drink enough fluids A simple way to determine if you're drinking enough fluid is to monitor your urine. You should be voiding, dilute, light-colored urine every 2-4 to hours. The exception to this are those athletes who take vitamin supplements because they tend to have dark-colored urine. You want to learn your sweat rate so you can strategize how to prevent dehydration. Wear yourself nude before and after one hour of race-pace exercise, during which you drink nothing. A one-pound drop pre-to-post exercise equates to 16 ounces of sweat loss. Losing two pounds of sweat in an hour equates to 32 ounces, or about one quart. To prevent that loss, you should target drinking 8 ounces of water or sports drink every 15 minutes. Athletes who pre-plan their fluid intake tend to hydrate better than those who just wing it. And 6, consume enough calories during extended exercise. If you will be exercising for longer than 60 to 90 minutes, you want to target 40 to 80 calories or about 10 to 20 grams of carbohydrate every 20 minutes or about 120 to 240 calories per hour starting after the first hour. That's because the first hour gets fueled by your pre-exercise food. If you're an Ironman triathlete, long-distance cyclist, or ultra-athlete who exercises for more than three hours, you want to target up to 360 calories per hour. The key is to practice event day fueling during the months that lead up to the event. By training your gut to tolerate the fuel, you'll be able to enjoy the event without fretting about running out of energy. The bottom line. If you are going to train, you might as well get the most out of your workouts. Performance improves with a good fueling plan. Eat wisely and enjoy your high energy. You just listened to the post titled, Eating for Endurance by Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I want to thank today's author, Nancy, for such a well-researched article. Now, what about those sports drinks? Nancy did mention that you can use a sports drink, but who really would benefit from it? Does the average gym-goer, for example, need to drink Gatorade or Powerade before, during, or after their workout? For most people, no, they do not need these drinks. In fact, the Harvard School of Public Health states that the average gym-goer can think about using a sports drink only if they're exercising at a vigorous intensity for more than one hour, and especially if they're sweating heavily. And even then, for most, hydrating with plain water before, during, and after exercise works just as well. And when it comes to overall exercise performance, the Harvard School of Public Health goes on to say that what may be most important is a balanced diet in general. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great weekend if you're listening in real time and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday show where your optimal life awaits.